You're listening to the Fantasy Football Astronauts. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Astronauts. I'm your host, Guy Fieri. You can catch me on Twitter at FF underscore Flavortown. With me at Jetpack Galileo is the one and only Jetpack Galileo. How are those monster cookies treating you? With some delicious Ben and Jerry's Caramel Core ice cream. Wow. Very excited about that dynamic duo tonight. Wow. Yep. We're so into it that we're going to turn it into a high-res highlight that we can sell on the blockchain. And we're going to make at least 5K. I know that. Wow. Blockchain ice cream and cookies sounds incredible. You can never eat it, but you always have it. And no one else can have the one that you have. Yeah, tastes delicious. (laughs) Well, today... Oh, what a unique combo. (laughs) Wow. Oh, man. This cookie was slightly overcooked. (laughs) Not Er, not uh, Mrs. G's cookie, the digital cookie that I made. Too late. Mrs. G was never overcooked. Too late of a breakout age for this cookie. Um, All right, we're talking tight ends today. We had some breaking news this week that shook up the tight end market a little bit. This podcast will be coming out slightly after that, so you'll be plenty worn out from the tight end talk by then, hopefully, and we can just rejuvenate you and uh, spark back that conversation up. Before we get started, um, want to shout out our Patreon. Go Go on over there support us. Um, we're putting out a lot of free stuff. And if you love the stuff that we're, we're putting out, if you use our film room, we'd love some support. And, um, for the, for a short time, if you do support us at the level two Patreon level, um, I said that that was very redundant. Um, if you support us at the level two Patreon, then you get complimentary access to our rookie draft guide that we are building. Um, that's Jay Moyer, Jetpack Galileo, and uh, a handful of other guys. Um, Ryan Keeney is cranking on that, so we're super excited. It's turning out really great. It's going to be one of the higher quality products on the market. So go ahead, head on over to patreon.com slash ffastronauts and toss us a toss us a buck or two. Help us buy a coffee to, you know, so we can have some energy to stay up late and, and record these podcasts. Um but yeah. Coffee is for the mentally weak. It was more of a more of a joke because you can't you can't buy coffee yeah. for two bucks. They're at least five now. Also, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, no chance. We'll 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 talk about nutrition on another pod, because <laughs> you have you have some quite uh some strong nutrition standpoints. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's get into tight ends a little bit, and we'll talk rookies. We'll talk the vets. Uh, there's tight end is a position where because of the salary cap some of the higher paid ones are going to end up on the market and some already have. So we have a lot of, a lot of young tight ends where we need to evaluate their, uh, their new positions. So without further ado, let's talk about the 101 of tight ends, Kyle Pitts. And people are saying Kyle Pitts is a generational tight end. Um, he's, he's a, monster wide receiver playing tight end he's phenomenal athlete he's he's a way better athlete than any other tight end you're going to see 
um, with the ball in his hands, running routes, catching the ball. Like just this dude is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and people have tried to knock his blocking ability. And while he's not a blocking tight end, he's not a poor blocking tight end. He gives a lot of effort and he, that's definitely something that can improve. Um, so I, I don't think there's much to say about him as a prospect. Like he's going to be the number one tight end in the draft, but the question really becomes how early do you take him in super flex leagues or tight end premium leagues? And how early is too early for the NFL to draft him? Like if the NFL has the option between him and Jamar chase, which one, like, do they, do they ignore team uh, or or positional need and, and take the better player? Like where the, the real questions that we have with Kyle Pitts are not that he should be the first tight end drafted, but how high should we draft him? And I think, kind of where I'm landing with him is right after Jamar Chase. And so right now my top my top picks looks like if we're in a super flex uh, and, and I mean, even a tight end premium league, um, it's going three quarterbacks right off the bat, maybe a fourth if Trey Lance gets a, a really good landing spot. Um, but then I'm going Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts as my next two options, maybe even before uh, Najee Harris. And so... Uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at is is it's Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts and those are my top two picks as of right now non non quarterback picks. Um, does that feel wow. is that too early? Yeah, I think that's too early for any tight end. But um, I don't know. Yeah, he's probably the the best tight end prospect that we've ever seen. You know, so we talk a lot about generational prospects and a generation in fantasy is three years. Generation in the NFL is three years in terms of, you know, how good these prospects are. Kyle Pitts is arguably the, the best tight end prospect that we've ever had. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey was a, a third-round pick. Gronk was a second-round pick, or he fell to the second round after tearing his ACL. Um, Evan Ingram was really fantastic uh, as a prospect, and, I, you know, I, I don't think anybody would say Evan Ingram was a better tight end prospect than Kyle Pitts. So this is a, this is a big deal to get this guy. Um, I, you know, when we're talking NFL draft, I can't see any of these top 10 teams taking him. It seems like everybody who's in the top 10 already has spent actually a pretty decent amount of draft capital on them, or they need a quarterback. Um, so yeah, I don't know what your, what, what your take is there on whether he's worth going in the top 10 in the actual NFL draft. I don't, I don't think it matters from a fantasy standpoint, whether he lands in the top 10 or not, but what's your thoughts there? Uh, I think where do you think he'll land real real NFL? I think real NFL he'll land between between ten and twenty. And I, I I talked to another guy about this, and I I think the point that um, that kind of was made was you have access to all these quarterbacks. It's a great offensive line draft, um, and maybe he sneaks into that top ten. But I think it would be a mistake to take him before. Jamar Chase, um, and he's probably right there with with Jalen Waddle as far as teams' importance because you you look at the mismatches that he can create, and he's another guy that just like Jalen Waddle, as soon as as soon as someone lines up across from him, they're shaking, right? They're they're they have fear struck in them because he is such a, such a, a dynamic route runner and such a dynamic offensive weapon. So I think you're probably looking at him in the NFL probably around probably close to around uh, uh, pick number 12, 13, 14 would be my guess in the range that he goes. And I, I can't remember the 
the the teams that have those picks off the top of my head. But uh, but that's probably the the range that I can I can see him going in. We've seen tight ends go fairly high and not pan out. Um, but I think if you look at the Evan Ingram um, kind of career arc, he started out really hot and he was able to uh, he was able to produce as a rookie. And I think that's something you're going to see from Kyle Pitts, who is absolutely a, a better talent than uh, Evan Ingram. So um, I think probably real NFL, you're looking at the, the 12 to 15 range. And I would be surprised if someone traded up uh, earlier than that to, to snag him. Yeah. Out of the top 10, I think the only team that might take him would be the Panthers at eight, but you know, they have a quarterback yeah. deal. They absolutely so, have a quarterback um, issue. That's way more important. Yeah. So, but you know, you get to after 10, you have the giants, which they have Evan Ingram. Uh, Niners have Kittle. Chargers have Hunter Henry. Vikings have Irv Smith. Pats just drafted two tight ends. And then the Cardinals, I think, might be an interesting actual landing spot. So, yeah. you know, in terms of talent, that's quite a far fall, but we've seen that before in the NFL where we, like, everybody knows, oh, this guy's really good, but positional need will drop a guy. Happens all the time with, like, safeties, um, different positions. So I know tight end, you know, some people consider that to be more valuable, although I wouldn't argue that it is. But, um, you know, a tight end falling to 16, I wouldn't, I think that's like, that's his last stop would be Arizona. And I yeah. also think it's like probably no, absolutely. one of his better fits. No. The the interesting so, one I yeah, think I'd be would be the, the interesting thing I, I think would be is uh Hunter Henry is a free agent right now. Um mm-hmm. so you could get you could see him at uh at ten. You could see him I mean Unless the unless the Cowboys are in love with Blake Jarwin, you could see him at ten. You could see him at thirteen. Um, you could definitely see him at at sixteen. I think I think the Arizona Cardinals would be my favorite uh, as far as a fantasy production standpoint. But but I mean any of those spots, and then yeah, love it. Yeah, I, after that, it doesn't it doesn't really seem like the Colts seem like the next most likely team. But I really don't see him dropping all the way to twenty-one. I see, but before before that happens, someone will trade up for him. Um, there there would be some chatter, uh, but but someone will trade up for him uh, if he if he gets all the way to sixteen or fifteen. Like someone someone will make a move. Um, but but sixteen is definitely the latest I can see him going. Um, where so I mean tight end premium leagues, he's he's got to be up there because. All of a sudden, you're talking at 1.5 PPR or 2 PPR um, league for him, and immediately his value is just skyrockets. And I, I think, I think in in those formats, he's definitely in contention for a, for a top five pick. I don't think there's there's any question about that. It's more of when you are evaluating your just your regular non tight end premium leagues, <clears throat> how high are you taking a, a guy like Kyle Pitts and landing spot may bump him up or down one, one place. But um, for me, I feel fairly comfortable taking him in that range of uh, right after Jamar, Ta- Jamar chase um, right after uh, Harris, you know, like in that, in that range with the the first player in every position group, maybe Jalen Waddle sneaks ahead of him in some of these leagues, but um but I feel like he's he's a guy that I would feel comfortable taking in those top five picks, regardless of format. 
Yeah, I think that's a good spot for him, Kyle Pitts. So we have a draft, um, and I'm the fifth pick in that draft. Um, that's normal standard dynasty, and I fully intend to take Kyle Pitts. I don't think, you know, people I don't, I, in that league, I don't think anybody's going to go ahead of him. Or, I mean, I think he'll follow me. I'm pretty confident about that. So um, Is that the one I, where I just have the late round picks? Range. Yeah, uh, I think it's really. Yeah, that, that's a good range for him. So in the top five, makes sense. This is a, a, a draft class that I think we're all excited about in terms of receivers and everybody's getting all hyped for. Um, and even comparing to last year's class and saying, hey, these guys are just as good. Um, but the deal I would say is if I have a top pick, I'm trading down for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts would be the first guy that I actually want to spend on. Um, if I can't get Najee or Jamar Chase, I'm, I'm trading down because the value for me just isn't there. Um, you know, a lot of the running backs are not enticing enough. And so if I have three or four, I don't really want to take pits there. I can, you know, I think he can fall to me at six. Um, or I'd be happy with taking one of these other, you know, Brevin Jordan or Pat Frymouth in the second. So second or third. Yeah. Oh, I'll bet Pat Frymouth uh, falls all the way to the third. I can, with yeah. how deep this wide receiver class is, right. that's, that's the better value pick. Um, way better. Yeah. But again you're talking about a different tier of player at the same time the value pick is definitely brevin jordan in the the beginning of the third um if he falls that far definitely pat fryermuth in the the third round but i mean come on you're you're talking about kyle pitts here i think the only place you take kyle pitts though is five i mean if you're you know it's all about getting your guy or whatever but five is where i'm most comfortable if he falls to me in that after five then that's where i get excited but um no other than that, I don't really feel like I'm winning big. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, you you, you really have to talk positional advantage and um, right. the tight end premium leagues. He's absolutely worth that spot. Uh, well, he, as soon as you're getting 1.5 points for every reception, um, he's definitely worth worth it, it just as much as that top wide receiver. Um, so so yeah, format format definitely matters in that case. But uh, your regular PPR leagues top five pick locked and loaded, which is not. Yeah. This is, this is a very good tight end class. This is, yeah. this is the best yeah. tight end class that, that we've had in a long time. Last year was underwhelming. Um, we were excited about Cole Kmet and that was about it. Maybe I was excited about Chase Claypool as a tight end and boy, <laughs> yeah. was, boy, was I right. <laughs> you, you know, um, absolutely, absolutely nailed my tight end one. He's really like, he really is kind of like Kyle Pitts, you know, but Kyle Pitts is a better mover than Chase Claypool. Chase is just a little more explosive. But anyway, I uh, I digress. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Brevin Jordan, because he's a very interesting one. He's probably the more interesting of the tight ends to talk about. And I've seen a lot of people say that he's a tight end sleeper. I, I, don't, I think we're past that point with him. I don't think he's a tight end sleeper anymore. I don't think you're getting... Um, you are getting value on him, but you're not you're not um, pulling a fast one on anyone by drafting Brevin Jordan and them thinking he sucks. Uh, he's he's Johnu Smith. He's exactly like Johnu Smith. He's uh, he's he's got an AJ Brown style of play, a yak player, um, which has been very successful for fantasy wise. It's been unbelievably successful to have a yak tight end as of late. Um, so I, I think I think he will be one of the better values in rookie drafts. Um, if he does slip to the end of the second, beginning of the third, 
you're absolutely you're absolutely scooping him up in every possible format. It may take him a little bit of time to to get kind of acclimated, but he's already a really good blocker. Um, he's he's a pretty good route runner, and his after the catch ability is awesome. So all the different traits that we love. Um, it'll be interesting to see how fast he is, but but he's he's got a hurdle on tape. His yards after hurdle probably the highest in the class um, for tight ends. So automatically we like him over here. Yeah, I love Brevin Jordan. I think you know he's he's up there in terms of caliber of prospects for the last three years or so. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely exciting. And one thing that's you know there's really two things that are important at tight end um, that are heavily weighted in the way that I'll grade, and that's um, high point or catch you know contested catch ability, and then yards after catch. And Brevin's pretty good at both of those. And I'd say yards after catch, he's just as good as anybody else. So. Um, Exciting to watch for sure. And yeah, I think all of the value is, is Brevin. And when, yeah, when we're talking about is he a sleeper or not, like, yeah, he's so far beyond that. He's just the only thing, he's great. He's just not Kyle Pitts. And so everything else is there, though. He can be just as good as anybody else from the past three classes. So, Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just as good i mean we all love tj hawkinson i think he's i think he can be just as good as tj hawkinson if you like as a fantasy asset yeah absolutely absolutely if not if not better you know it's it these have not been overwhelming draft classes for tight ends last year was pretty abysmal i mean yeah the worst ever i love saying ever right <laughs> i mean you had you had some good athletes or whatever but at cole Komet, as as much as i like him and as he um actually i think looked fairly good on the bears he's not the fantasy asset that you want um tj hawkinson hasn't shown a ton noah fant um has shown a, a little bit here irv smith a little bit here but brevin jordan's just as good as anyone from the past two tight end classes he would be he would probably be the number one tight end in any of these other classes. You're just getting him in a class with Kyle Pitts. And so everybody's dwarfed because Kyle Pitts is such a dominant name. Um, and he's going to be drafted so highly. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Brevin Jordan got a second round grade. Um, that would be, that would be totally fair. He'll probably won't pa- fall past the third um, early third at that in the real NFL. Um, and if he's, if he's there, Come the the back half of your second round, beginning of the third round, you absolutely have to to grab him. He's he's going to be a great asset for you. Yeah, do you think Brevin is better than David and Joker? Um, I mean, we we fell in love with Njoku's uh, athletic ability and just the unlimited upside. But yeah, I think I think Brevin is a much more well rounded tight end prospect um, with similar yards after the catch ability. David Njoku is just a freak athlete and there are going to be very few people that kind of compare to him athletically. But I, I think Brevin Jordan's a better prospect for sure than David Njoku. David Njoku couldn't block and still can't. And that's why he can't get in. And, and Brevin Jordan already can block. And, uh, and I think just that alone makes him a better prospect because you don't care about blocking for fantasy stats, although that would be sweet, like points per pancake. Um, but yeah. But, you know, like you have to be able to block to get on the field unless unless you're a Kyle Pitts, Evan Ingram type tight end where 
they're just going to put you as a pumped up slot guy and you'll, you'll learn the blocking for sure, but you're not going to be relied upon to do that as much. Um, most every, every tight end not named Evan Ingram and Kyle Pitts is going to be forced to, to learn the blocking scheme. And, and that's just, that's just a fact of, of the NFL. Um, but yeah, love, absolutely love Brevin. Pat Fryermuth, Fryermuth. He's, he's pretty good. I mean, oh, I don't, great. I don't like him as much as I like Brevin, but I, I do like Pat quite a bit. And he's another, he's going to be another great value in, in this draft because of how good these wide receivers are. He's going to be another great value in this draft. Is yeah, there, I, I mean, he's, yeah, he, I mean, he might be my two just because I think he'll have a higher draft capital and then the NFL team will invest in him and, and make him a starter or want him to be the starter. And then Brevin, they might want to like, you know, pair him with somebody and bring him along. Um, cause he fits, cause Pat fits the, the mold of you're the, the lead guy. Um, and yeah, I think Pat's super athletic and that's pretty underrated. Um, no, I do. Does I do all, think does Pat's all the right great. stuff. Catch point. He's got the body control. He's got a ton of really great catches. Very casual. Uh, arrogant hands for sure. That, yeah. that, I mean that this class is has some great hands. So um, you know Kyle's all over the ball up in the air, but Pat has, you know holds his own. He's got plenty of one hand catches. So just really natural and just a big, big presence. So he's um, Pat would be my two actually. Pat is what everyone wanted Cole Komet to be, you know, uh, uh, like Cole Komet, Cole Komet was the called the most uh, NFL ready tight end prospect in last year's draft. And Pat Fryermuth is what everyone wanted Cole Komet to be as a receiver. Um, both very physical, both good blockers. Um, but it's, it's kind of like that Cole Komet plus, you know, he's just got that little bit extra receiving ability, um, that little little bit extra body control, a little little bit extra uh, hands wise, and and it's it's very similar play style, but it's whatever what everyone wanted Cole Komet to be last year, what everyone thought that the number one tight end should be, that's what Pat is this year. Is that yeah, a fair Pat, fair comparison? Yeah, Pat's, Pat's way juicier. Uh, he's yeah. he's looser in the hips. Like Cole's a plotter. Um, you know, and he has a couple nice catches or whatever, and he can beat someone. You know, down, he can beat a linebacker down the field. But Pat, Pat is—he's nice. He's every bit the athlete that I think um, you would expect from a, a guy who, you know, is coming out of Penn State, right? Mike Kosicki, freak athlete. I think Pat might test test pretty well. So, and again, again, you're looking at a guy that's in that TJ Hawkinson range, as far as a prospect could go, you know, sure. we, we like TJ, we like TJ a ton, but it, it's this Pat Farmer definitely has that, that same potential. And yeah, I agree with that. I'm here for it. He's not going to be a top 10 pick. And so yeah. his value is going to be way low. And you spent, you spent a rookie 108 on TJ Hawkinson. Right. And, and you're going to be able to get Adam third. And this is so, and this is where I think this is where I think we should talk a little bit about the tight end development curve, because a lot of these guys, you you draft the tight end early, and when you draft a fantasy asset, you want someone that's going to produce immediately. 
so I, I generally avoid drafting rookie tight ends. Uh, um, just as, just as a rule, I don't, I don't take rookie tight ends, um, pretty much in any draft this year, because of how good they are and how cheap they are, it, it doesn't make sense not to draft one of them. You know what I mean? Like it's much better. Like if you would have wasted a second round pick on Cole Komet last year, well, why not? Why, why wouldn't you have just waited a year and drafted Brevin Jordan or drafted Pat Firemuth, you know? And, and so this year is one of the guys because of the price tag with the upside, I'm very much okay drafting a tight end and waiting for them to develop because it's, it usually takes a couple of years for the tight ends to develop because they have to learn essentially two positions. They have to learn to be an offensive lineman. And then they also have to learn to be a wide receiver. And that's way more than any other position besides, besides quarterback. But like that, that is way more for a rookie to learn than any other position. Um, and, and so that's part of why the development curve is longer for tight ends. Very rarely do you get someone that comes in and dominates as a rookie um, in, in both the, the blocking game and the receiving game. You, you kind of get one or the other. You get a good blocker or a good receiver, and it takes time for those players to uh, really develop both sides of the game. And so, I mean, constantly you see – what is third year breakout fourth year fifth year darren waller didn't break out until he was dang near 30 um delaney walker i think broke out at 28 like all of these all these guys that have have thousand yard seasons or close to thousand yard seasons don't break out until late and so that's that's partly why i've never taken rookie tight ends and drafts but because of the value here i mean i you you'd be dumb not to grab one of these guys late yeah, just, it's all about the running sense. backs in terms of in terms of early rookie value, and we don't have running backs here, and so yep. you know all the value is in the the wide receiver and the tight end position, and you know if I'm choosing between like a Sage Sherratt or Brevin Jordan in the third, yeah, you know, I'll probably go Brevin. This is so for Travis Kelsey owners, this is your draft to, to draft your replacement. Yes, this is the this is the perfect opportunity. You know, that two twelve. Two ten yeah. to two twelve range. Yeah, uh, Travis. I think he's turning thirty three, um, which is not. Uh, he probably has a couple years left. Uh, he he might have three more years left. But you know, by then, you know, whoever your replacement is, then he's in. Then he's in his prime. Um, and so I, I think that's a pretty easy snag. Oh, that's a great call. That's a that's a phenomenal call for for Travis Kelsey owners, because are that there is any other aging tight ends that would be kind of relevant that you need to look out for. I think he's probably the only premier guy. I mean, Darren Waller's 31, I believe. Yeah. Um, so he would, he would be someone that I definitely would, if I'm a Darren Waller owner for sure. Um, oh no, Darren Waller's only 28. What am I, th- what am I saying? Nah, yeah. you're good with Darren Waller. I mean, absolutely. If you have Darren Waller, go ahead and grab one of these guys. I'm not saying don't, but, um, but yeah, it's it, he's pretty much the only one. Zach Ertz, if Zach Ertz was your guy, Whoa. I mean, Ertz is gone. You know, he's Ertz is toast. He's yeah, he's kind of toast. You're gonna want one of these young guys you for need, sure. Yeah, you need Irv Smith instead of you know one of the rookies. Yeah, Zach Ertz. You need you need guys who can play now. So. Oof. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, how sad uh, is that? Bad. He evaporated. Yeah, he he was he went from whatever he went from top 
three. Oh, yeah, Zach Ertz is for sure top three, and now he's just kind of an unmentionable. Yeah. How old is he? He's He's 30. He's He's just 30. 30. That's it? Oh. He'll be okay. Well, okay. Is Zach Ertz a buy low? Yeah. I mean, it has to be. Yeah. I mean, all he's got to do is stay healthy. Can he break a tackle? No. No. But can he do a lot of other stuff? Sure. Oh, yeah. Where's he going to go? Bills. Ooh. That'd be all right. Josh That'd Allen. Right. Just just let Josh Allen rip it yeah, to him. Yeah. Every every single every single uh, team that needs a tight end has been linked to Zach Ertz. Um, he might be a cut candidate. Uh, I'm not sure. I got to pull up his uh pull up his contract but uh he could be he could very well be uh, a a cut candidate because and let me internet's slow here but uh but yeah he would be it would only be three and a half million dead cap they'd they'd save probably quite a bit of money here no that's not that's not bad at all um oh sorry nope no, 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 sorry. I was looking at twenty-two. Uh, he'd be twelve mil in dead cap. So, uh, or, or well, Cape's got to trade him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a twelve million dollar cap hit. Seven, seven and a half uh, in dead cap. Uh, I'm getting all my numbers confused. But you either have to keep or trade him. You got to get something, something back from him. I don't know if you can take. You can save five million dollars, but that's still just such a big cap hit. I don't know. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they did cut him, but. I feel like you got to try and trade him. It's just that's just me though. Let's talk. Let's talk some of these. Uh, let's round up the the last of the rookie tight ends because there are a couple that are are interesting. Um, and there's really a lot of good tight end landing spots right now. With some of these veteran veterans being cut and some of the guys kind of um, with with Gronk and uh, and Travis Kelsey aging you know like there's there's some of these spots that that definitely can open up for a a good tight end as some become free agents um but uh but let's talk about what is who is it hunter long yeah i really like hunter long so to me he's more of the cole commit kind of guy but he might be even more athletic than cole um so hunter long plays for boston college he's 6'5 253 um he had 53 receptions 685 yards and five touchdowns that's a rock solid stat line um you know, in Boston College, they're not throwing the ball to anybody, so he's he's a big part of their passing game, and you love to see that. So, um, you know, just on tape, he's got pretty good hands uh, and decent body control, and he'll lay out for a ball. Um, so he's got all the extension you want to see. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do like Hunter Long. I think he can play. Um, and in the real NFL, he, he might be like a third-round pick. So, um, you know, we'll see how they value these guys. Because, yeah, last year I think we all were like, oh, Alberto is going to be – high pick and he fell all the way to the fourth so it's just yeah. interesting to see the nfl has different values on um tight end position but the bears will probably take them gosh i hope not the bears bears tight end room is wild just a wild place um yeah i i do think he's probably in that cole Komet range um definitely maybe a, a tiny bit less physical cole Komet is a hammer with the ball in his hands um but but definitely a better pass catcher than than Cole. Um, smoother hands, a little bit yeah, better ball tracking. Yeah. But uh, 
but yeah, I, I, I do like Hunter Long. Um, nothing overly impressive, but nothing to not like. He's the, he's the real sleeper in the class. Yeah, but he's probably going to be end of the fourth round. Like he's going to be one of the last picks. Nobody's nobody's really looking at him. Again, another guy that he's a free agent guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, another guy that you're just getting in every in every league late because because of how cheap he is and his upside's the same as Cole Komet. You know, if you're drafting now, it's it's Hunter Long as one of those guys, one of those last picks. Um, your dart throw because his talent, he, he would have been probably the best tight end or, or up there for the best tight ends in last year's draft class. And he would have been a second round pick last year. So the value gained by drafting him or picking him up as a free agent is immense. Absolutely immense. That's, that's, that's me. I don't, I don't love these rookie. I mean this class. Yes. I don't love rookie tight ends. So this feels so weird to be saying, to be actually giving advice to draft them where they're at and to make sure they're on your teams. Yeah. Who was the last guy you mentioned? One more. Uh, Kylan Granson. So he's at uh, Southern Methodist and he's also one of those, you know, cause at these smaller schools, they get the tight ends involved. So he's a move tight end. He's a skinnier guy. Um, he's a good ball player. I, you know, Gerald Everett is kind of who he reminds me of in terms of his game. And Gerald Everett reminded me of, uh, Jordan Reed. So um, as far as Kylan Granson, I, I do think he has some good upside. Um, yeah. He almost solely plays in the slot. Um, and so, yeah, fun to watch moves around, catches the ball. Well, um, you kind of do everything you want after the catch too. Um, just as far as uh, stealing extra yards, he's pretty smooth with the ball. Too. Yeah. He's uh, I haven't, I haven't watched a ton of him, but, uh, but I do like that Gerald Everett prototype the pumped up slot guy. Um, they score, they'll have a good season or two and they'll, they'll score a lot of points in the right system. Um, might not last super long, but they, they definitely have some fantasy upside. Um, Kenny Yaboa, another guy that he'll be, he'll be a free agent guy. Maybe, maybe because he has a unique name, like Hunter Long is one of the more forgettable names, but Kenny Yaboa, you're like, Oh Wow. That's what true. a unique, yeah. what a unique name, and that could that alone could just stick him in people's memory. So, um, right. kind of a, a, I think that's why we like Brevin so much. Like, oh yeah, yeah, Brevin, that's that's new. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. No, there's no Brevins that I know of. Right. Yeah. But um, but yeah, Friarmouth too. You can't forget a name like Friarmouth. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, but Hunter. Yeah, I don't know. No, Hunter Long, that's like just so generic. There's so many Hunters out there. There's so many Longs in the NFL. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like just by and this is a little this is a little more in depth than uh, we probably needed to go on this, but I think just by name name analysis, Hunter Long could get forgotten there and, and Kenny Yaboa could get bumped up ahead of him just because you're like, Oh yeah, I remember this guy's a tight end. <laughs> Or Tommy Tremble, that's another really great name. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of great names, and Hunter Long is yeah. going to get forgotten. Y- yes, but yeah. The the astronauts <laughs> and the astronaut listeners will not forget about Hunter know. Long. No, he's a true sleeper. Yeah, Tommy Tremble, uh, not somebody that you should get excited about. I haven't really <laughs> watched him too much, but he's the second best tight end on the team, and so that's irrelevant. That makes yeah. him irrelevant automatically. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, let's talk some of these uh, these tight ends that are currently in the NFL. There's some guys switching around. Um, and we're going to do a little uh, would you rather with these guys. And um, some of them, actually, I think all of them, the answer feels pretty obvious to me. But it is it is worth bringing up. Um, you just kind of I don't know. You see what guys are, and and sometimes you want to take the up the the new upside. So we'll talk some of these guys. Um, new uh, free agents would be Jared Cook. Uh, Zach Ertz could be a free agent here. Kyle Rudolph, a free agent, and um, there's there's just kind of a lot of moving and shaking. So the big hot commodity. Oh, Hunter Hunter Henry. Free agent is OJ Howard a free agent this year? Let's see. I have one more, one oh, more year. They are. They are this. No. Oh, we should. We should have done it. Dang, OJ we should have done it. Um. Anyway, you got a lot of a lot of guys that uh, that could be free agents, will be free agents, swapping teams, uh, young young uh, tight end assets that will definitely have some fantasy value. So let's talk about the hot one. Get it out of the way. Irv Smith. You like? Oh, yeah. Love Irv Smith. Love him. Where would you... So let's... I mean, obviously Kyle Rudolph killed his fantasy value, but how how much value can he have with, uh, with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook there? And don't forget Chad Beebe. Oh. How, how how much Chad value Beebe was the first guy I thought of? How how much value can he have truly as a, a tight end asset for your fantasy team? Oh, he can be great. I, I think he can be a top uh, top eight. Yeah, he can be top eight. So he played really well without Kyle Rudolph in the lineup, um, and he was relevant as a DFS player uh, in in all of those matchups. So. I really like him long-term without Kyle. Um, and I think, you know, Kirk will use that, that third option. And, and um, so I'm all about Irv Smith right now. Has Kirk historically used tight ends? I can't remember. Yes. Jordan Reed, oh, Kyle yeah. Rudolph, Irv Smith. So. Perfect. So we got a, a history of, of Kirk using like. tight ends. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. his value is going to skyrocket right now. So I don't know that you could get him for the tight end eight price or a, a fair price but as soon as the rookie draft hits that's where you'll likely want to acquire him if you're going to acquire him because rookie fever hits some someone loves the guy they have in the second round and all of a sudden your second round pick is is bumped in value like crazy and you can package that up for uh for a guy like Irv Smith that's going to get in and produce right away so now is not the time to acquire him definitely during the rookie draft is is the best time to acquire him if you're if you're kind of mid second round, package package that up and uh, and snag a top tight top eight tight end. Um, but yeah, I, I do like Irv Smith. I think the people that are saying he won't have the value because of the other three guys that are there don't don't necessarily look at um, tight ends scoring less points in general, right? They don't need the same sort of volume. They can have six seven hundred yards. And a handful of touchdowns, and still have a productive top ten tight end season, and that's absolutely within Irv Smith's range of outcomes. And oh, I think yeah, that's easy. that's highly likely. You know that he doesn't need to be a thousand yard um, tight end; he can be a six hundred yard tight end, 
and 700 yard tight end catch seven touchdowns and you'll be you'll be quite happy with that yeah i think he's so i think he's more talented than a lot of other guys that some people would put in the top, top 10 he's so his yak ability is underrated and i think he's a little bit uh shiftier in that sense and so um to me that there's some excitement there that you know he brings to the table especially in the dome um yeah you know in a team that doesn't have a special defense anymore yeah no absolutely um who else do we have um that's that's exciting noah fant um tj hawkinson where where are we kind of at with these guys because i don't know tj hawkinson was exciting and his value is high and um but he's just been underwhelming for me. Like I had such higher hopes for him. I still yeah, like I him, but you know, right. like it's kind of a toss up with him or Irv Smith. Yeah. For, for, so, for 2021 at least. Right. So I, I think I'd rather have Irv because, well, this is tough. So, you know, TJ's coming off of a, a top five tight end season, but it, you know, like you're saying, it didn't feel that special. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's some upside with Irv that is non-existent with uh, TJ because of Jared Goff. Um, the real question is, what's going to happen with Kenny Galladay? And Marvin exactly. Jones, they, I don't think they're bringing Marvin Jones back. They just signed um, Tyrell Williams. They just signed Tyrell Williams, so you have a, at least a field stretcher. But TJ Hawkinson could be the only like legitimate option. So I'm kind of stalled out there i would say you have to go with tj because he's already been a top five tight end and that's great and jared goff is not that huge of a drop off so you know just from that standpoint tj hawkinson is a no-brainer answer um but you know looking ahead i am excited about her more than what i think most people would say like if, if you brought that up to anybody else in the general population they'd go with tj hawkinson like hands down and I'm not yeah. quite there. It would be it's it's much closer than than people think. Yeah, I guess is what it comes down to. T.J. Hawkinson is the correct answer, but it's not. It's not. If you ran a Twitter poll, not maybe not now. The, the Noah Fant hype's pretty high, but if you ran a, a Twitter poll or or, or poll just a, a hundred hundreds of people, you would get T.J. Hawkinson in, in, in an 80-20. and I think it's probably closer to. 70 30 65 35 type range than it is an 80 20 it's not a, it's not a landslide you're getting closer to the the middle of the pack um toss up but yeah i think i think tj hawkinson is the correct answer but it, it is closer to a toss up than than people would think um you had a couple let's let's do the would you rathers um now that we've gone through some of the rookies um and i can't remember the the ones you had a good combos there for me and we'll kind of dissect that. Yeah. So looking at Kyle Pitts, I think that's the real question, right? So Kyle Pitts being this, uh, you know, Vernon Davis, Jimmy Graham level prospect, as far as how exciting he, you know, the potential on the upside um, and everybody taking him in the top five, would you rather have Kyle Pitts or Dallas Goddard? And Dallas Goddard is, you know, dynasty Twitter's favorite oh, player of the, of the century. So, the problem is I'm not a huge Dallas Goddard fan. So, I mean, now if we're talking who do I think is going to be better, I'm taking Kyle Pitts 10 times out of 10. If you're talking about for the cost, 
Um, that's where it gets a little harder. I'm, I'm still probably going Kyle Pitts because I don't necessarily like Jalen Hurts throwing the ball to Dallas Goddard, uh, especially if they go and draft a, a wide receiver, another wide receiver. Then you have um, a, a running back playing quarterback that is going to throw the ball to his number one wide receiver. Um, so I, I think it, if it's talent-wise, definitely – um, Kyle Pitts, but for the value, I think it's it gets a little bit closer. But I think it's still uh, Kyle Pitts for me. It would have to you'd have to get a massive discount on Dallas Goddard, and I don't think people are willing to part with him for uh, for the price it would take for me to to prefer Goddard over Pitts. Where are you at on that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think Pitts too. But Dallas Goddard, I think is he's, he's interesting. Excellent. I think he's excellent. So I think you were too low on Dallas Goddard overall. Probably, I mean, I, I'm not low on him. I just don't. I've never been the the Dallas Goddard tight end one guy. You know, I've never been the guy that's like, oh yeah, go get him. I have him on a team, but it's not like I'm. It's not like I'm thrilled that he's my tight end one right now. Well, I will say Dallas Goddard. I think is a Travis Kelsey level player. And his issue is Zach Ertz is going to be there. That's my opinion. Um, that's, that's my fair. official stance. So when Ertz is gone, then Dallas Goddard becomes this really exciting piece. Um, you know, that puts him in this, like, at least Mark Andrews tier of, of tight end. So, no, I'm that's a good point. On Goddard. Um, that's a good point. I'm not low on him, yeah. but I'm definitely lower than you are. I don't, I don't yeah. have my tight end rankings um, set right now. But he's you're definitely going to be higher on him than I will. Yeah, he was hot at the beginning of the season. And so oh, he was. Before he got hurt. Yeah, he was, and that's where I snagged him in in most most leagues. Smart. The shallow, shallower benches lead to great waivers. Uh, yeah. All right. So I'll push you a little bit further. So we'll go to Mark Andrews because um, Goddard was not enough for you. Kyle Pitts or Mark Andrews? Oof, that's tough. Um. This one wasn't in the show notes. This wasn't in the prep. I wasn't prepared for this one. Um, I think I think their value is probably fairly similar. Um, oof. I'll go. Gosh, this one. This one's a real 50-50. This I don't. Is, this is the one. I think this is the one. Yeah. You know, it, I guess it really depends. How high are you on Kyle Pitts? Does Kyle Pitts jump into your top four? Because that's right around where Mark Andrews is going to be. Yeah, he's four. Yeah. So, I think I think I'm going to go Mark Andrews here, but say Kyle Pitts is my number five. I, I think, gosh, and and a lot of it's going to depend. Does does Mark Andrews get any competition for targets? Because if if San Bernardino Brown and Willie Sneed are his only competition. <laughs> if those are, if that's his only competition that. for, for targets, give me, give me Mark Andrews. You know, he's, right. he's going to absolutely chew up those, those uh, red zone targets and be, be a top, a consistent top four, top five tight end. Whereas Kyle Pitts, again, there's a little bit more risk there. there there's definitely more upside, but there's, there is a little bit more risk. So, uh, it's that's that's a good one. That's that's the best. That's oh, the yeah. best tight end. I, yeah, yeah, I had to warm me up. The San Bernardino Brown. <laughs> it's so funny. Got to so, give 
It's got to so give funny. a shout out to the undroppables there. Yeah. That's that's the funniest was, nickname. I think it was D Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, oh, I don't remember like, who said it initially, hilarious. but it's so, <laughs> so funny. funny. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, analytically, right, I think you have to look at Mark Andrews and you have to say, no, you, you take Mark Andrews, right? Right. 98 targets uh, in 2019, 852 yards, 10 touchdowns, and then he followed up with 88 targets, 701 yards, 7 touchdowns. Like, yeah. that's You lock that in. But the deal is Cal <laughs> – Kyle Pitts is going to be a legend. Uh, and, <laughs> I mean, football player to football player, Kyle Pitts is like way cooler than Mark Andrews. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's not even close. But can and, you think of a better tight end pairing with a quarterback right now? No. Besides, I, well, besides like Pat, Pat and, uh, and Kelsey. Pat and Kelsey. And then Darren Waller and Derek Carr. Like those are the those are the actual pairings that are better. Yes. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, yeah. other than that, he's he's in the he's in the third best uh, spot for a tight end. Well, okay. Well, I mean, you put Kyle Pitts with Justin Herbert, or you put Kyle Pitts with Kyle Kyler Murray, and it's no brainer. Come on. Oh yeah. Put Kyle Pitts with uh, Nick Foles. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nick Foles. I forgot. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. Uh, I think. Gosh, and and that I mean that's where it gets difficult. Put Kyle Pitts with Kyler Murray. Oh man, yeah, that's a that's a saucy pairing. Um, I like yeah, I like the Kyler Murray better than I like uh, Justin Herbert, but I don't don't dislike Justin Herbert pairing by any means. Um, I think I think he lands in one of those two spots, and you're like, all right, the the landing spots a little bit of that tiebreaker between maybe four and five it's it's close you got to go andrews but Pitts is definitely fortunately you don't have to make that decision necessarily like that's not your that's not going to be your your face with okay i have to draft mark andrews now or kyle pitts um most likely you'll you'll especially in startup drafts you'll have a little bit of buffer room there i don't know that kyle pitts will go that high but uh but yeah it's that's that's the best toss up right there because who who would be after him? Who would be after Mark Andrews? Uh, Hawk. Yeah, I mean, give me Pitts over Hawk all day, twice on Sundays. And yeah, yeah, no brainer. Kyle Pitts, instant top five tight end. Evan Ingram. Yeah, yeah, no, get, get Evan Ingram out of there. Yeah, He's although a slacker. I, I do like Evan Ingram for a kind of a bounce back candidate. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he has to. He has to. He's he's too good to keep sucking. Yeah. You know? And he absolutely. really did suck. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, he was healthy all year, right? I think so. He just he just sucked. It was like a uh, it's so disappointing. Gosh, that was hard. Tight ends are like was, the most frustrating position group. Yeah, but okay. Last one. Right. Kyle Pitts or Travis Kelsey? Hmm. I mean, you have to go Travis Kelsey. You you don't have a choice but to go Travis Kelsey because you have Travis Kelsey as a locked and loaded top 10 fantasy asset for the next year, two years, three years, whatever. Oh, fine. Okay, fine. But like, I see where you're going. At what age, if Kyle, if, if, 
Travis Kelsey was 34. How old is Travis Kelsey right now? I believe he's turning 33. So if Trav, if you're if you're a year from now, and maybe the the contract situation is different, you two years from now, yeah, it's Kyle Pitts, but you still have two years of number one tight end paired with Pat Mahomes. Like you can't, you're not going to think of a more ideal spot for Kyle Pitts than what Travis Kelsey has, and so that's one where it's like, all right, that's that's a little bit a little bit easy. What about um? What if we got Noah Fant or Hunter Henry? Knowing that Hunter Henry's a, a free agent, maybe maybe uh, gets re-signed with the, the Chargers. It's, pro- it's probably likely. I'll go Hunter Henry. How about uh, Irv, Irv Smith or Hunter Henry? Uh, I'll go. These are not ones that you enjoy. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, no, sneaky top. Hunter Henry, sneaky top six tight end for you. Yeah, Hunter Henry is like this gross, weird. Situation. You need him, but you don't want. So him. I, okay, in the league where I plan to take Kyle Pitts, I have Hunter Henry as my starter. So I do believe I have a pick before you in that league. Yeah. So we'll have to see. Well, we'll see. I have Hunter Henry. Yay. So, <laughs> I, I do have George Kittle I'll, in that league. I'll be fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, you have no incentive so, to take. We'll see. It's it. it's all going to depend on if Trevor Lawrence gets taken bef- early in a one QB league. Yeah, that's um, gonna be the real question. That is that is yeah. Totally could happen in this this draft. Anyway, um, all right. So we have. I mean, you definitely have We've a, got shake a fair up. value. Yeah. You have a shakeup in the top five tight ends immediately, regardless of landing spot. Um, it is hard to put him over yeah. Mark Andrews, but that's that's a fair question. Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Andrews, Pitts. And I wouldn't be upset if you did that. That's the yeah, thing. That's what that's what we're doing. I'm not going to fight with you on Twitter and stuff because you have Kyle Pitts number four. Yeah. What's one thing that would make you fight on Twitter? Um, putting ketchup on a hot dog. Oh, egregious! Immediate block. Yeah. After after I berate you nonstop. Yeah. Of course. What's what's uh, your favorite topping on on hot dogs? Oh, uh, it's got to be the mustard, and then you get the white white onion, a little bit of relish. Yeah. All right, guy. And if you really if you really want to go the full Chicago style, then uh, add some some diced tomato on there, and boy, do you have a nice. treat. Okay, a diced tomato, but not ketchup. Yes. All right. Absolutely. Don't question it. Just try it. How about also marinara sauce? <laughs> I think uh, I think at that point you just commit to full chili dog. All right. Fair. You know, chili oh, cheese. Fair. Chili cheese dog's a great option. That's right. A, che- a cheese dog's a great option. Yeah, you know the chili cheese dog is a flavor town special. The chili cheese dog is a flavor town special. I really have been liking my uh, my Tex Mex um, tacos recently, though. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I always like it when I like my own recipes. Exactly. You get one that yeah. that uh, that bombs, and it kind of bums you out for a little while until you check out a new diner, drive in, or dive. It really boosts your spirits back up. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything that would make you fight on uh, Twitter? 
Um, Besides the popes. Yeah, I mean, the popes. <laughs> really, just anybody supporting the popes. Those guys are skanks. And I'm not afraid to say it. Am I going to have to edit that word out or no? Skanks? Yeah. That the popes are skanks? I think everybody knows that. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. true. While that is derogatory, um, definitely... It's it's a an informal derogatory word. It's definitely not uh, something I need to edit out here. I feel okay with that. Yeah. I won't be using it regularly, but I also won't be afraid to use it at this point. Was that? Yeah. I mean, how do you be like? Okay, the thing with the popes, right? They're like, hey, here's the deal. All right. We're wrong about this science thing. And you've clearly, you clearly obviously know what you're talking about when you say these phases of Venus indicate that the Earth actually revolves around the sun. But we're just going to throw you in jail anyway. <laughs> it's true. Like, you know, if somebody knows the truth and then still throws you in jail, that's not good. That's a skank. That's the that's definition. Real, that's real skanky. You know, and... Maybe you can say the Pope's didn't know the truth, but I told them. So, it, yeah, it gets really frustrating. I can imagine Just that. Just trying to tell people what the truth is, right? That's all we're here to do. Pal picks his head end four. And if I tell you, and then you're like, no, I don't believe you. And I don't believe you to the extent that I'm just going to throw you in prison and we can never talk again. I'm going to report you on Twitter. Yeah, you're skanky. I'm going to report you on Twitter for that take. And we're going to throw you in Twitter prison. You know what? You know what? If science is telling you that Kyle Pitts is tight end four, then Kyle Pitts is tight end four. Let's bump him up. Oh, he is. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Kyle Pitts, tight end four. Got him over Mark Andrews. You know, didn't hear didn't hear any argument except for that uh, he's going to be a legend. And I think that was enough for me. He's he's so much better. He's so much better than oh, yeah. Mark Andrews. That's he's, the he's absolutely That's, that's the argument. And there's so many places that he could go that would be better than, than uh, the Ravens. All right. Kyle Pitts. That's tight, official end, tight end four. Official argument four. accepted. Lock him in. Science. I'm not going to be like one of those popes. Yeah. We're accepting the truth, and we're moving yeah. forward with our, new, uh, with our new science. Yeah. Nevertheless, it moves. <laughs> that's, a, that's a famous thing I said. Is it a good yeah. quote? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's like my most famous thing. But. Do you want to know some of my uh, most famous quotes? Yeah, let's hear some let's hear some uh, banger banger catchphrases you have because I, so, I don't get enough of them. This is gangsta. Oh yeah, that's a good one. The classic. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. This is money. You know, holy moly, Stromboli. Yeah, you so, need more food. You need more food. I think I think I do, and I think the one I think the one really great one is we're taking you on a rock and road trip down to Flavor Town, where the gravitational force of bacon warps the laws of space and time. Wow, that's a really that's a good theme. That should be our that should be the I should quote that one. I didn't I didn't know that that one even existed. Are you kidding me? I, I didn't know that that one uh, something I said. 
loud guy. Man, when did I say that? Yeah, we're, we're going to find out when I said that. We're constantly learning. Constantly we're going to find learning. out. I don't know when I said that. There's a couple. This is a, a there's a couple good ones. Um, that deep fryer looks like the community pool in Flavortown. <laughs> oh. oh, man. You know, you know what? It might just be a mound of oil logged Pillsbury Crescent dough, but it's bomb.com tasty, amigo. Oh, yeah, bomb.com. That's a classic. I always use that one. Yeah, bomb.com is a great one. Yeah. There's, um, yeah, there's some yeah. good ones. Yeah. I can't well, play the guitar, but I can play the griddle. Perfect. Yeah, I have great quotes. Genius. But nonetheless, uh, it still moves. Yeah, nonetheless. It moves. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think we wrapped up the tight ends pretty well. Yeah. There's three, there's three that we're excited about. There's a handful that we're not. Really? Honestly, if you get, if you get that top, those, those four, one of those four tight ends, um, Pitts, or Brevin, or Pat, or Hunter. If you get one of those four, you're gonna be set in three years. You're gonna be you're gonna be rocking, and the price you paid for that is just a fraction of what it should cost. So take advantage of the of the hype of Kyle Pitts. Take advantage of the hype of the wide receivers, and absolutely destroy the back ends of your second and third rounds with these tight ends. It's a beauty. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful roster construction tool that you have at your disposal right now. Yeah, special group, special crowd. All right. All well, right, we managed to. I did not think we would stretch the tight end podcast to an hour. It was long. I really didn't think we were going to be able to, but somehow we did it. Yeah. I, I don't enjoy talking about tight ends. No, but yeah. we're we're starting to we're in guest season now, right? Yeah, we're going to start bringing some guests on. Um, and I believe we have uh, Fantasy Nightcaps moving to every week. They'll be doing multiple parts to their pods, so um, stay tuned for that. Again, go check us out on Patreon. Go check out our film room, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna keep balling out here this this off season. It's a fun fun off season we got going on. Fun drafts coming up, um, you know. And guys just want to have fun. You know, guy just wants to have fun over here. Don't get me started. <laughs> that was one of your favorite eras of music as uh, as you're growing up. No. 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 Dang. All right. All right. I'll try again next week. I'll try again <laughs> next week to to get a, a song lyric for you. Um, all right. Any closing thoughts, or do you want to do you want to sign us out, Jetpack? No, we are the fantasy football astronauts, and we are blasting off again. <laughs> <laughs>